0: beep so i was uh over this past i think it was a couple weekends ago um i watched for the very first time um uh, it was the first star trek movie um uh, i think it came out in like the late you know maybe it was the 80s late 70s early 80s i forget exactly um but there was you know there's a famous twist ending to it and it just got me thinking like i don't you know you know the movie's damn near 40 years old if not older so spoiler alert uh the robot thing that they talk to is actually uh uh one of the probes that nasa sent off of earth back in 1976 or something um and it's become this sentient creature that they have to fight uh to save earth um i was not ready what's one say that again i was not ready for that yeah, it's a it's 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 a pretty neat ending, you know. It's it's a it's a little corny, I guess. But uh, uh, anyway, it got me thinking. Like, what's some of your favorite twist endings from movies?
1: From movies, I'd say it would be Memento would be one. Uh, my okay. favorite movie of all time, though, is Fight Club. I saw okay, that in yeah. theaters my senior year of high school. So it was what ninety nine, um, and since then, it has been my favorite movie of all time. Uh, but a twist ending in the show that I wasn't really expecting was the uh, the show on Amazon Prime with uh, Pacino uh, Hunters. Have you seen that? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Remind me what the the twist ending was to that.
1: I I don't know if I want to spoil it because it's it's that good. Okay, um, all right, all the, right. fair, the, enough. Well, fair well, enough. the premise of the show is um, it, it's a it's a group of. Um, uh, Jews that are in New York and that are hunting Nazis. Okay. Well, so, that's
0: always, Hey, I, I'm down with that premise immediately. It's, it's fire. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, that's good stuff. So I, you know, there's always, there's like the, there's the seven, uh, twist ending. There's the fight fight club that you mentioned. Then there's, um, usual suspects. I think that's mm. one of the more famous ones of all time. Yep. Um, but, uh, speaking of, twist endings uh look who just joined us in the chat
2: Stu What, up, stupac. what up, bro?
0: stupac how you doing my man
2: i'm good i'm good you good bro
1: i'm good i'm good bp you good i'm good ali you Excellent. good ali allison <laughs> she's good <laughs> uh Stupac, man um
0: i i know a lot of the listeners are probably familiar with you uh to a degree not not especially not from our show but just from the uh being one of the the more famous local hour callers man where where do you hail from
2: detroit michigan detroit michigan
0: all right motor city motor city is that, are you born and raised there yes sir all right all right so a lifer in uh in in detroit um And so I, I take it you're a lifelong Pistons and Lions fan.
2: I mean, no, uh, I was, I did what Bomani <laughs> did a long time ago. Like okay. when you get your hopes up for the Lions, especially now the Pistons come through, they'll win a championship every now and again. But sure, for the Lions, sure. They break your heart so much. You just learn to let that go and expect, like I expect a four game losing streak, even when it's going good. And you think they five and one, well, all right, they can lose the next eight games. Like I've been there where that's happened. right
0: right. yeah I uh so when I got back into watching football I I watched a little bit of it when I was real young and the year that I started uh watching it again and getting back into it was the year right after the 0 and 16 season that the Lions had and so I chose the Lions as my team because I figured hell it can't get any worse than that right you can only go up from here and, uh, and man, I don't know what's worse, an Owen 16 season or just languishing in mediocrity, honestly.
2: Owen 16 season.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty decisive. Yeah, that, Real, that's true. 0-16.
2: That's true. true. I know it's going to be 0-16, then I could bet against the other team every year. But, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know a lot of people who make a nice amount of money just betting against the Lions for people who always go for the Lions every year.
0: Damn. It's, it's uh, man, it's sports fandom is is one of those things that it's uh it's as addictive as drugs can be you know if you can kick that habit early particularly particularly with a team like the lions uh <laughs> you're uh you're you're doing better for your mental health for yeah. sure man yeah, uh, yeah, Stupak, tell me a little bit of, about your family I know, I know you've got some little ones running around
2: yeah well i got a uh a senior in high school a sophomore in high school and a third grader
0: oh wow okay all right so you've got a you you got the the whole spectrum going there
2: yeah i do the third grader popped up on me i really couldn't consider myself being done but <laughs> he snuck in there you know what i mean so i'll let him i give him a pass he's all right with me
0: all right that's good that's good to hear that's good to hear and uh you said uh you said the oldest one is uh about to
2: graduate yes sir
0: Man, I've I've got my, my middle son is about to graduate, actually. I've got one that's uh, already out of the house, uh, and I think he's actually on his way back from California in a, a about a month or so. Um, he, he's making his way back home. Uh, just went out there for, for a season. Um, and my youngest one is uh, in ninth grade. So, uh, man, I feel like an old man talking about these, these ages. But uh, a third grader's got to keep you feeling young.
2: Not exactly. Yeah, the tick tocking and then the Fortnite, and <laughs> you never know what's going on.
0: Yeah, i, you I, I tell you, positive, you got to
2: monitor everything. What it was,
0: it is true, it is true. It is a uh, it's a scary and uh, big world out there for a third grader, uh, in this day and age. Uh, tell me a little bit, um. I know you have actually. Th- th- for for people that don't know, listening to this podcast, um, Stupak has joined us a couple times from his workplace, and uh, I don't want to get Stu in trouble. I don't know what he's uh, allowed to share or anything, but uh, he turned on the camera on his phone while he was zooming with us. I forget which podcast it was, and this dude was on top of a cell phone tower, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you could see uh, it what looked like. Uh, 200 miles in either direction.
2: Yeah, they definitely put us in the middle of nowhere. I can't remember what part that was either, but yeah, right. Like, I am afraid of heights. Everybody always asks me, You afraid of heights? I'm definitely afraid of heights, but shit, I got to get paid. So I get up there anyway. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, get up there and get it done. Once you get up there and get to work, you get more upset about the work than you do about being scared about being up there. Yeah. But it, well, I, it is a lot of scary moments though, because you gotta make sure your structure is secure, this and that. So I called a, a couple of jobs before it just cause it wasn't safe. So right, right.
0: Hey, it's gotta, uh the, the only the only uh thing stronger than a fear of heights is a uh, love of paying your bills and uh <laughs> and, and money, right?
2: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so what do you
0: what do you do on these towers? Are you a repairman? Are you a serviceman? Like
2: <laughs> do it all. We uh we can do everything from fixing a radio antenna to putting up all new radios or antenna to putting up a whole new platform. No, I never actually built the tower, but the company has built towers before. I just never been on those crews. Okay. I, okay. Honestly, I, like kind of don't want to be. So right. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? So but shit, yeah, I don't work with cranes, man. That's everything.
0: Okay. So a l- little bit of everything when it comes to cell phone towers. Yeah. And Is it primarily cell phone towers or are we talking about other types of antenna. No,
2: I saw. Yeah, I saw cell phone Yeah, from Alaska to Florida, Texas, you name it. I don't probably been there except for New York. Wow, like some deep East Coast stuff. I really haven't did that. That New York, Maine, that East Coast strip, but probably everywhere else. I have been pretty much everywhere else. Montana, Damn. Idaho, bunch of shitty cities. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I've been on a tour like a bad comedian, like. <laughs> <that's> what <it's laughs> yeah. like
0: what's the uh, What's the saddest cell phone
2: tower you've ever had to climb up? Man, it's been a couple. <laughs> I've climbed some where it's all half the pegs missing, so it's like, hey, bro, Holy what shit. Yeah, like, what you really expect me to do here? <laughs> and then all they'd be like, "Well, can you do it? Can you get it done?" Like, whatever, bro.
0: You are not Batman. It's not like you have a grappling hook hanging from your tool belt, right?
2: Let's see. I'm taller than a lot of other people. So they're like, Well, you taller, you can jump and do it. Like, bro, you think I wanna like, oh, you wanna jump and do it, man? Y'all sorry, retarded, bro. And like half the stuff <laughs> you're really not even supposed to do anyway. You feel right, me? So I'm like right. uh, but then they're not gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna be the one playing ultrasound for it. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. They ain't tripping on that man well uh stay safe but out if there ocean, if anybody from ocean is listening i don't break no rules bro i
0: know nope, uh, not, not not a single one uh neither do i um even though i have a foot long beard and i'm supposed to wear a respirator while i use uh uh all sorts of tools at work um <laughs> but yeah i'm glad to hear that the uh the saddest tower i honestly if there was a stripper at the top with pie tens uh and matches lit at the end of them i think that would be a cooler story uh, for the saddest cell phone tower you've ever climbed, um, but it sounds just like a, a, a bunch of dangerous shit. Honestly,
2: uh, I worked in the back of it, not in the back of a strip club, but like the tower was in the parking lot of a strip club before. But it was the daytime, so you know we ain't really see too so much. Okay,
0: so, <laughs> all yeah. right, yeah, so, day, day, daytime shift is uh, is a little less, uh, I think, lucrative for for most of those places. Um, all right, let's get into the show now. Uh, Tell me about the moment. And as I've said many a time on this program, um, it was kind of, a uh, you know, it's, it's kind of gradual for some folks, for others, it's like a specific moment that you remember. Do you remember when you started to get the show or when you got the show?
2: I started getting the show. I think it was the uh, weekend observations where I'm like, man, this dude just keeps saying anything, bro. You tell me that I'm <laughs> like, Oh, that's the thing. Like, that's just it. They just get away with it. Because I really started listening to Poppy. I'm like, oh, this would do with Poppy. Poppy will be on here. So, all right. to listen. Didn't <laughs> hear Poppy. So, I kind of was like, man, what the bleep is this? But then I just kept listening, kept listening. Because I really was like an ESPN head. Like, I did talk about how you uh program where, all right, you listen to Mike and Mike. And you listen to First tape, Then you listen right. to Colin Cowherd, Then you listen to whatever the jump. And then it be NFL live. Then it's Hard the interruption then it's around the horn you know like i was one of them people where it's just espn <laughs> all day so then they came in the middle i'm like bro what is this why is nobody talking about the trade what, going <laughs> like, hey, bro, what is going on but then they started weren't they it. trying to fix baseball right yeah like where is all this shit but then i'm like oh okay like it was funny so i just kept listening to it And really they kind of turned me off from all the other radio shows because i can't listen to everybody talk about the same thing over and over again no right, more right 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 like
0: and, and the show is way more engaging uh, with the listener compared to like the rest of that stuff can just be kind of background noise. And it's like you can, you know, uh, kind of like fall in and out of it as far as attention goes. But with uh, Levitard's show, like they're engaging. They're kind of challenging the listener
2: most of the time, I feel like. Yeah, and they uh, are education too. Like you learn actually pretty cool nothing at the top that I actually learned from the show. But you will learn stuff from the show. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. And Ron McGill, bro. I love Ron McGill, bro. The Ron McGill segment is off the chain.
0: Uh, it's, it's, I mean, easily, easily one of the top three. I think uh, it's it's kind of remarkable that like one of the most lovable characters from the show isn't really like, a I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is, but he's like not one of the regulars, you know what I mean? Like that's such a, a lightning in a bottle kind of thing that they uh, they captured with with having him on every week. Um, since you've been listening to the show, what's been one of your favorite moments that they've they've uh, they've had over the years?
2: it has been a couple. I oh, don't know. It it have to come from Stu Dot. Stu Dot's probably wilding out, man. Like rings. <laughs> in the box. I love rings in the box, bro. The rings in my. Take LeBron's rings, put Michael <laughs> Ray, and put them in a the box. <laughs> tell me what's the score. It's MJ plus two, by the way. Yeah. Two, whatever <laughs> well, tell,
0: tell me what the plus minus is. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, yep. God's Rants. The is always probably my favorite, bro. And I love that King Roy, that Roy's realm, bro. Whatever. Hell yeah. Kill the biotics. Antibiotics. Kill the <laughs> biotics. Like, like Billy not be clowning, bro. That should be funny as hell, man. Like, excuse my French, but that's so funny. Yeah. Like, they just be in the background going crazy. The fat man who would marry you with a face like they just be going on that dude. Bro.
0: <laughs> the uh the, the Roy's realm is one of the best examples of them as like a comedy troupe, where like they they are are basically a in completely synced up uh improv group. You know what I mean? Because like. They I, I really don't feel like they know what Roy's topics are gonna be whenever they start one of those things, but the uh the the jokes that they make off of off of Roy's subjects are incredible, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, they yeah. definitely do a lot of stuff off the fly that is phenomenal. Like hilarious, bro.
0: It's good stuff, good stuff. Okay. So speaking of Roy and Stu Gatz and everybody else within the Levitard show universe, who would you say your favorite member is of the show?
2: It's Stu Gatz, bro. You already know my name. Stu Gatz. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he's like, he, like Dan say, bro, you the shadiest person that anybody like, bro. Like I wouldn't like, like, I don't even mess with shady people in real life, bro. I don't know why I even like why he's so funny, bro, but he is a scoundrel and he's hilarious, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, he like a real life Terry and Knicks with like Beavis and Butthead or something, bro.
0: Hold on, one second. Help!
2: Help me! Help me, please!
0: Help me now, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I totally just had a Bomani moment. Yeah, beep, beep should have filled filled in for me just then. Oh man, the time you is made 7.55 me 7:55
1: here, at the PM.
2: <laughs> you
0: made you made me laugh so hard, and instantly that that COVID chest hit me. Oh man.
1: Uh,
2: okay, we'll do Help a pickup right here. Help me now. <laughs> hey, that All right, was funny though because he barked at everything. <laughs> Help, <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help me.
1: You know, I, I might I might just have to leave this in here. <laughs>
0: yeah, leave it. I don't care. I don't care. We're in. Stupac, oh. do you remember uh, when, when you first started listening, did you get Stu Gatz's character
2: right off the bat? No, I didn't get anything about it right off the bat. Like, I was furious, bro. You feel me? Like, I'm talking livid. Like, bro, what are they talking about? What is dude like, bro, you get paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on, bro? Right, right. Like, oh. Yeah, you know, when I really like I didn't get the show, the main thing I didn't get about the show, bro, was Greg Cody. Cause every time they hard network it out, Greg Cody, because I'll be working, right? So I'm working, listening to the pod. So I'm thinking my phone messed up. So I just go back thinking I skipped like they skipped something. I missed something. But no, that's just how it end every time. <laughs> you feel me? Right.
0: <laughs> I love how many people uh uh think that that the uh the hard networks hard network outs. Uh, were accidental it's it's such a delightful uh thing to to learn about someone okay um let's get let's let's, let's take a deep dive real quick what is your second favorite color
2: Ooh. second favorite color i never thought about that bro that's a good question man. <laughs> second favorite color bro
0: i feel like barbara maybe. walters right now
2: yeah maybe Gray? gray? I don't know, okay. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's eight. Great.
0: That's a that's a solid choice, man. Gray is one of those neutral It goes with almost every other color. Um it's it's a great like great outfit choice, a neutral. Uh what's your first favorite color?
2: Black cuz it's black and gray, Oakland Raiders shit. But you know what I mean? Like the black has always been cold to me. And and Boy. silver, y- your second favorite color could be silver. Yeah, I like gray better. Silver a little gray. too uh Little too pretty. I like gray.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, how did you uh who found you on Twitter first and wrangled you into to being on this podcast?
2: Steak sauce, Yeah, yay.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. He, he he found the infamous stupac.
2: No doubt. Yeah. He hit me up on Twitter. No, I didn't know I didn't even know for what. I just thought he was saying what up. I'm like, sure, what up? Then next say, you know, I got uh I was in a group chat or whatever in the group. <laughs> or no, I ended up that's when I ended up on that uh that Live Ranger with everybody else that was on there,
0: right? Right, right.
2: That's what happened, yeah. Okay, so he got okay. me on that. So he really was the one that got me on a uh, little dinner for smucks or whatever. I think
0: I hear that. I hear that. And since you've been uh recording with us, uh, what's been one of your favorite moments from the whole hour After Hours experience?
2: Oh. Probably listening to uh, my man, Barrett, talk about his winter complaints. I had no idea what the winter was like. That might have been my favorite moment. Because I knew it was going to be all wrong, but I wanted to hear it anyway. But shit, yeah, that was probably my favorite. Just listening to him name off things that had nothing to do with the real winter, bro.
0: Like, <laughs> All right, explain, explain for the listeners exactly what you're talking about now.
2: I forgot what he said, but they were all horrible. It was all horrible answers. Like, he didn't, he, first off, he didn't mention shoveling your car out the snow. Like, that's probably the worst thing about the wintertime is shoveling your car out, not shoveling, your <laughs> the wall, not shoveling, no, because you can do that when you want to. You can't, if you can't leave, you have to shovel that car out. You know what I mean? Getting stuck, black <laughs> ice, all of them is like the real main concerns. Everything else is cheesecake.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a post-post-game show. And he had mentioned like uh, a cold toilet seat, um, yeah. <laughs> of car, and like a cold shower. Um, and a peek behind the curtain when we heard his topics we're we're just gonna say those are the best things about winter. you know you you, you jump in a cold shower, it's gonna wake you up in the morning. Yeah, and, yeah, who just lit him up. it was it was <laughs> hysterical.
0: Oh man that's fantastic fantastic. Well Barrett will be delighted to know that uh that he made one of your favorite moments uh uh, uh from doing doing the show. Uh Stupak, my man, thank you so much for uh for joining us for for this edition of Get to Know Your Lower Rangers. We we really appreciate your time. Actually and,
1: hey, hey uh, Crispy before, uh, yeah. before we kind of yeah. get into the the goodbyes here. Um I I have to I have to apologize here. Um, Okay. And and you you know me and everyone you know they they can vouch for me. I'm a man of faith. I'm I'm a family man. Uh, I'm married. I've got you know two children. Stupak, I have to apologize. I didn't know until this segment uh, Mm -hmm. that that you were black. So I'm sorry.
2: No doubt. Stay (laughs) up.
1: Tupac, thank you so much
0: again, my man, for, uh, for joining us. Thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.